Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steer. Father, thank you, Lord, for the grace to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for the blessing of worshipping you, of giving praise to the one who is the maker of heaven and earth, to the one who is Yahweh. Lord, I give you glory, honor, and adoration to the one who made me his own, his child. Lord, I give you all the praise for the privilege to worship you, O God. Be magnified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. You are who you are, O God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Lord, you said that you are I am. Thank you, Lord, because you are I am. You are my shepherd. You are my savior. You are my protector. Lord, you are my provider. You are my keeper. Father, thank you because you are I am. I give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence, this morning worshiping and reading your word, we ask, Lord, speak to us again. Help us learn in your presence and cause your name to be glorified once again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Ayenike. We continue reading our Bible. We've been reading the New Testament. Specifically, we are currently on the book of John. It's been interesting. I want to say a big thank you to everyone. Thank you, every morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you get your own devotional, spending time with the Word of God, I pray that you will get better and better. The Word of God will transform your life, will give you a new perspective to live in, in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know the challenges in your life. I don't know the things that you are looking to God for. Maybe you just want to love the Lord better and better. Maybe you just want to know God better and better. Or maybe you just want to change something in your life. I pray that in the presence of God, that thing will come. It will happen in the mighty name of Jesus. So thank you for joining me on Anchor. Thank you for joining me on Spotify at Daily Devotional with uh, Murphy Ayenike is it's there or you've just follow me on social media thank you God bless you let's read this morning so we we'll read John chapter 8 and 9 we stopped on chapter 7 yesterday we we'll read 8 and 9 and then 10 and 11 and I think we'll read 12 13 14 together please get a Bible open remember we're reading from the New Living Translation John chapter 8 says a woman caught in adultery. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. 
a crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman. They were the one that brought the woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. <laughs> There's a version that says, in the very act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? Now just imagine what they were trying to do to Jesus here. You know what the law says. So why are you asking? Okay? You should know that the natural thing to do is to is to obey the law, right? Aha. But yes, there's a trick there. They know that no one, at least at this point in time, uh, Israel was under uh, occupation or subjugated to the Roman government. So only the Romans could sentence anyone to death. And so if they had, if Jesus had said, ah, what the law of Moses says is to kill her, then they would have killed her, maybe stoned her, and then gone to report Jesus to the Roman government. Okay? That's one, one way. But if he had said, don't stone her, leave her alone, then they would say, ah, he's breaking the law of Moses. <laughs> this one is the case of being caught between the devil and the deep blue sea. Let's look at how Jesus handles it. What do you say? Verse 5, 6. They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his fingers. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never seen throw the first stone. Let the one who has never seen throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the, the accusers had this, they slipped away one by one. <laughs> Listen. You know who came with, with the woman, right? Okay, just put your hand on, on verse 9. We were reading verse 9, right? Let's go back up to those who brought her. It says in verse 3, as he was asking, as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman. They were the ones that brought the woman. And he, now he asks this question. All right. But let, any, let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Even among teachers of religious law and Pharisees, there was no one who qualified. Eh? No one qualifies. No one on this earth qualifies. See, you will not get into heaven because of your good deeds. Because you qualified. No. Uh, yes. Uh -huh. God makes us his own. Because of what he did, because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. That is the only reason you will be able to stay with the Father. He says, when, let's go back to verse 9. When the accusers had this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. In other words, the Pharisees and the teachers, and the, they were the ones really trying to stone her. Because the crowd was just looking. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? 
No, teacher, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Wow. Verse 12, and this one I'm going to write about this morning. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. You see, this is everything that Christianity is about. Your life, your belief, your philosophy shaped by the light, eh? the light that came into the world, the light of Jesus, illuminating your life and shaping how you see everything in this world. That is what Jesus does to us. Okay? That is why Christianity is not a religion. I repeat again. Yes, it is the light of the world comes into your, your darkness and now your, your life is illuminated and you can't walk in darkness anymore. He says, because you will have the light that leads to life. 13, the Pharisees replied, you are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus told them, these claims are valid, even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards. But I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every act, in every respect, because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Ha <laughs> ha, Jesus. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accept, accepted as fact. Hmm? Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 15. If two people, eh? If two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness, and my father who sent me is the other. Where is your father? They asked. Jesus answered, Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you would also know my father. <laughs> I want you to underline this verse 20 because it carries serious massive spiritual implications jesus is saying that you cannot find the father you cannot know the father without knowing the son first it is the son who actually reveals the father to you jesus says since you don't know who i am eh? hmm you don't know my father. You can't even know my father. If you knew me, you would also know my father. 20. Jesus made this statement while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury. But he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. Hmm? His time had not yet come. Let's look at the unbelieving people warned. Later, Jesus said to them again, I am going away. You will search for me, but will die in your sin. You cannot come where I am going. The people ask, Is he planning to commit suicide? What does he mean? You cannot come where I am going. <laughs> Jesus continued, you, have from a, you are from below. I am from above. You belong to this world. I do not. That is why I said that you will die in your sins. 
For unless you believe that I am, I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. Unless, unless you believe that Jesus is I am. Oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, sorry, we're just reading, eh? We're not studying this morning, okay? Um, please, you can go back to the podcast, um, our previous recording on, on the book of John and, and listen to this chapter where I treated it a little bit, a little bit uh, more elaborately, okay? But unless you believe that I am Jesus, is I am, who I claim to be, you will die in your sin. Who are you? They demanded, Jesus replied, the one I have always claimed to be. I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me. And he is completely truthful. But they still didn't understand that he was talking about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the son of man on the cross... Then you will understand that I am, I am he. Hmm? It is after I have been crucified. That is when you will know that I am actually the savior of the world, the Messiah. God always told you about in all your scriptures. It says when you have lifted up the son of man on the cross, then you will understand that I am he. I do nothing on my own, but, but say only what the father taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me. For I always do what pleases him. Then many who heard him say these things believed in him. Hmm? Many believed in him. Let's read about Jesus and Abraham. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples. If you remain faithful to my teachings, you are my disciples. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. The truth that you know sets you free. But we are descendants of Abraham. They said, we have never, we have never, we've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Every one of them is a slave to sin. Eh? Every one of them. Only those who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Eh? Of course, because they have been set free and are free. Okay? They don't need to be set free. So, yes, just say you will know the truth. If you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, you know the truth. He says you will be set free. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a, is a slave of sin. A slave is not, it's not, a, it's not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So, if the son sets you free... You are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your heart for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. <laughs> no, Jesus replied. For if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth which I had from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. Hey, they replied, we aren't illegitimate children. Eh? 
God himself is our true father. <laughs> Let's step it up. God is our father. We are telling you, Abraham, you are still saying, you are still saying, now, okay, okay, God is our true father. <laughs> Jesus told them, if God were your father, because God is my father, eh? that's Jesus' father, and my own father too, and I hope this morning, your father too. It says, Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me, because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear. You can't even hear me. Not hear in terms of words. They can hear his words. But they are not hearing in terms of understanding. 44. For you are the children of your father, the devil. <laughs> Let me tell you. Maybe I'm speaking in parables, in reduced sense. Let me tell you who your father is. You are children. For you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Wow. Hey, these things are massive this morning. I'm telling you, he is the father of liars. You will see people who want to cast out demons. They will not be asking the father of liars. Eh? They will be asking him, what is his name? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Then you don't have, you don't need that. Eh? He says, you are children of your father, the devil. For he is a liar and the father of liars. 45. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? Eh? Truthfully. And since... And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. The people retorted, you Samaritan devil. You know why they called him that? Go and read the Bible again. Jesus interacted with the Samaritans a lot. And so because of that, they, ate, they, didn't, like, they didn't like it. Jews don't have anything to do with Samaritan. They said, you Samaritan devil. Didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? No, Jesus said, I have no demon in me. For I honor my father and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth. Anyone who obeys my father, my teaching will never die. <laughs> the people said, now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died. And so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Eventually, it comes down to who do you think you are? Who are you? Eh? I am a child of God. Eh? I am a royal generation, a royal priesthood called into Christ. Yes, he has carved my name on his hand. I am the apple of God's eyes. That is who I am in Christ Jesus. Are you greater? Let me read it again. Verse 53. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus answered. <laughs> if I want, if I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it is my father who glory who will glorify me. You say, he is, uh, you, say, you say he is our God, 
but you don't even know him. I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. Abraham eh, looked forward to Christ's coming. He saw it and was glad. Why? Hmm. So, there are two ways I can look at this. Abraham, looking at forward to the promised, the promised child, Isaac, was a type, okay? A type of Jesus in the Old Testament, okay? He says, he looked forward to my day, to my coming, forward to my coming. He saw it. He saw it and was glad. The people said, you aren't even 50 years <laughs> you are even 50 you aren't even 50 years old how can you say you have seen abraham jesus answered i tell you the truth before abraham was even born i am you see i think jesus was just looking to just scatter these people's head <laughs> because these are heavy words jesus is claiming to be god that's what it means i am hmm? i am i tell you the truth before Abraham was even born, I am. I one of these days I will I will take a teaching on this I am and what it connotes and stands for. When because you cannot describe God, giving him a name, we just only give him names that we use to describe him. Eh? No one see eh, look, the only revelation of God we have is Jesus because He has revealed the Father to us. So when we call God, really, Jesus, God is the word we use, God. It's just, uh, it's just the English word expressing God. Jehovah is the Jewish people uh, describing Yahweh. We say Jehovah, Nisi, uh, the Lord, you know, is, is present. Jehovah, Shama, Jehovah, Roy. It does describe a situation, things about God. Okay, but God is much greater than all of that. So when God tells, when Moses tells God that if the children of Israel ask me that the God of their father has sent me all to you, what do I tell them? What is your name? Hey! God looks at Moses. Hey! I don't know how to explain this one. Because if I start explaining it, Moses, you can't get it. Eh? You can't get it. Or we won't finish here. By the time I finish explaining, you would have died. Your bones would have dried up. You won't get it. Okay, so tell the children of Israel, I am. I am whatever they need me to be. I am their savior. I am their provider. I am I am their healer. I am I am their father. Ha ha. You see that now? So when Jesus tells them I am, they understood the implication. At that point, they picked up stones. <laughs> To throw at him, but Jesus was eating from them and left the temple. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, let's move on to move on to John chapter 9. Jesus hears a man born blind. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been born, who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciple, asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sin or his parents' sin? It was not because of his sins. Or experience sin. Sin is already in the world. Okay, transferred to us, okay, imputed unto us by Adam. Okay, so 
It was not because of his sin or his parents' sin. Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can walk. But while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. There is his pit on the ground, made mud with saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and, and beg? Some said he was, others said no, it just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. But they asked, who healed you? Eh? Because that was why he was born blind. Who, in other words, God gave him. Eh? This is creative miracle. Brand new eyes created from thin air. <laughs> he said, yes, I am the same one. No. They asked, who healed you? What happened? Verse 10, 11. He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and washed and now I can see. Hey, where is he now? How can you be asking for a blind man? At least when he, until when he left Jesus, he was still blind. So asking him, where is Jesus? When all of you can see. Ah, uh -uh. where is he now? They asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man all about it. So he told them, he put the mud over my eyes and when I washed it away, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man Jesus is not from God for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? Eh? So there was a deep division of opinion among them, even among the, I'm sure, among the, the leaders and elders. 17, then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, what's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. <laughs> the Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had been blind and could not see. So they called in his parents. They asked them, is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? I don't know how you expect the parents to know. To know, Because the guy has already told you how it happened. How can he now see? His parents replied, we know this is our son and that he was born blind. But we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Mm -hmm. Ask him, he is old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. Hmm. That's why they said he is old enough, ask him. So for the second time, they called in the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied. But I know this. I was blind. And now I can see. Ha! Huh, Jesus. But what did he do? They asked. How did he heal you? 
Look, the man exclaimed. I told you once. Didn't you listen? Didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they cursed him. They cursed him and said, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. Why? That's very strange. The man replied, He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. Wow. Oh God, we know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has ever been... So in other words, this guy might have been sneaking into the synagogue to hear the, to hear the scriptures, right? He says, ever since the world began, no one has ever... Has, he says, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done, done it. Eh? You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. You see these guys? Eh? Oh God, we will meet in heaven. Wow. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. I want to believe in the Son of Man. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said. And he worshipped Jesus. You see, people that rant nonsense, eh? eh? Jesus did not call himself God. Jesus is <laughs> Jesus said, I am. And Jesus received worship. He worshipped Jesus. Eh? Then Jesus, that's what that word is a tale for another day. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they, they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, Are you saying we are blind? <laughs> oh God, if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Hallelujah. Alright, so that is John chapter 9. I don't know about you. I was thoroughly blessed. Blessed by this one today. Um, Jesus is the light of the world. Yes, you don't need to continue to walk in darkness. Jesus comes into your life, and I'm telling you, totally transformed your perspective to life, your beliefs, your philosophy, everything you think about life. Jesus totally transforms it. Transforms it. Why? Because He is the light of the world. I want us to pray this morning. Jesus, you are the light of the world. Lord, transform my darkness. Lord, change my perspective to life. Lord, change me, Lord, from within. Lord, let me be the visible image of who you are. Let me show you to the world. Let the world see you in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we say thank you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You are not just the bread of life. Lord, you are the light of the world. And we accept you today as the light of the world, as the light in our lives. Father, we pray that as we walk in your name today, 
Lord, we will no longer walk in darkness. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone struggling this morning. The light of the word that Jesus himself transforms you in the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.